Welcome back to Punting Losses. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Harley. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a while. Awesome to be back, though. Um, just a lot going on in my personal life. Um, it's all good news, though, so nothing bad, nothing to concern yourselves about um, if you are so inclined to do so. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's just been a great uh, moment in our, our young family's uh, life, I guess. Um, but on to the basketball. So with the NBA starting on Tuesday, October 24th, um, I don't know if that's NBA time, oh, sorry, I don't know if it's USA time, AU time, that's just what it is for me. It's it's getting to that, that those, um, I don't know, last few weeks before the season actually starts. So this is where if you're kind of, well planned and well prepared your um dynasty draft may be and ours is coming up um actually this weekend so it's quite timely for me to record my final pre-draft um podcast i guess before we have our own draft in our, in our main league that we've got um and yeah i just wanted to take this time to just go through my final thoughts before we have our draft um there's a couple of changes that I've made to my to my big board um not really last minute stuff it's more just a um, a culmination of all the changes that have that have occurred since uh, I think we've had preseason um like some scrimmages um we had media day just happened so yeah I guess a few changes that have happened um in the NBA and I just wanted to reflect those in my rankings as well um First of all, yeah, just wanted to start with who's at the top, and it's nothing's changed here. It's still Victor Wembanyama. Um, it's been the same since I can remember going through a lot of these prospects. He's just the number one, and it's not really that close to be honest. Um, he's an alien. He's going to change the game. He's huge. He can do everything. Um, if you're concerned about um, him missing time season one. Look, he probably will. I don't think they're going to risk him in any case whatsoever, the the Spurs. So if you're kind of relying on him game in, game out to make sure you make finals or to um, to win the league or anything like that, I think drafting him is the right choice. Um, but yeah, he may just miss games. And I don't think you can be too concerned about that because he is who he is and he's just an amazing player that, Honestly, can change um, or will change the NBA. Um, he's probably a, a true a unicorn. I hate the word unicorn now because I feel like every center that comes out is a unicorn, and there can not really be one. Um, they're meant to be mythical beasts that don't really exist. So if everyone's a unicorn, that no one's really a unicorn. But he is truly that kind of level of player. So yeah, he's obviously still number one. Number two, we have um, Armin Thompson. I've moved him up here above Scoot. I initially was was pretty low on both the Thompson twins. Um, this was back when they were in um, overtime league, overtime elite, and I just I really wasn't sure if it was going to translate. I knew if it did translate, they were going to be absolute superstars. Um, but I just had those doubts that yeah, I mean, who will they really play against? Um, and those are kind of all washed away. All those doubts that everyone kind of had once you see these guys play. Um, in the in summer league and preseason, you can really just see. Okay, yep, these are these are athletes. These guys are superstars, no matter who they're playing against. So that they're um, 
extremely high level athletes and they're going to be making an impact I think from day one um, and my more favorite twin um, now is Armin I've kind of favored him a little bit over Osar just because of his um, location I guess going to the Rockets I think will bring him more opportunities um, with a younger team now they did kind of draft a few older guys um, some questionable acquisitions but I think just that the direction that, that team is going should mean that he gets a lot of opportunities. In terms of his stat profile, um, his weaknesses is probably his shooting. And for me, someone who's punting um, threes and free throw percentage in this main league, that doesn't bother me one bit. I think he's still going to be an awesome passer. Um, really kind of deceptive, I think, with his head is sort of swivel. He can pass it anywhere, 360 degrees. Really going to elevate a lot of his teammates. And um, I'd be running the ball through him as much as I could. Because he just gets everyone involved. I think he's potentially quite an unselfish player as well. So yeah, I've got him number two now above Scoot. And yes, yeah, so that kind of indicates I've got Scoot number three. So Dame has been uh, traded now. Um, I don't think the trade's officially gone through. I think there's a few minor things for them to tidy up and loose ends to tie off but it means that Scoot now has the keys to the castle keys to the kingdom in um, Portland now uh, and from what I've heard from a few teammate interviews he is already showing some great leadership qualities he's the kind of guy to to make a stop and practice when they need it he's the guy to kind of slow things down play tempo when it kind of calls for those occasions um, which is exactly what you want to hear from these superstar uh, level guards, and I think he's got a very promising career ahead of him. Um, it's not really enough on him that he's now three and Armin's now two. It's just more so that Armin, I think, has an amazing fantasy game, and Scoot's game is more uh, more your classic um, solid guard, and there's no, I don't know, there's no real issue with him in terms of a player at all, I don't think. I think he's strong and in most places, probably the only area that he hasn't shown a huge um, development in is his blocks, but you don't really expect that from from your guards. Um, and then maybe a little bit with his three-point shooting as well, but in terms of a player, he's a very well-rounded player, and if you take your number two, then there's definitely a massive argument to take your number two. Um, I just like Armin's fantasy game more, and I think he has the ability to be a triple-double threat with um, two steals and one-and-a-half blocks almost from the get-go, and I think that's such a strong thing to have in fantasy. Uh, next up, we've got the second Thompson twin, Orsar Thompson, from Detroit Pistons. Now, much like his brother, I um, actually haven't really moved him around too much, to be honest. I just didn't think he was going to have such an impact, um, or more of an impact than Scoot or Armin, and I just think in Detroit, having... I've uh, seen the roster that they've got and the guys that they've kind of got to make minutes for. I just don't see him being as impactful as, his, as those first three guys in his first season. I think long-term, he's still an awesome player. He's obviously super athletic. He is a slightly better shooter than his brother Armin, and he's got that same fantasy um, stat set where he's got assist steals, blocks, points, rebounds, um, decent field goal percentage. It's just... His game's made for fantasy, much like his brother. So that's kind of why I've got those two up so high. And I think a lot of analysts have them up where those um, 
where I've kind of got them in the top five for sure. And then rounding out the top five, I've got Brandon Miller. He's in a little bit of an awkward position, I think. He's, he's kind of the last of that really, really top tier kind of guys before he gets to the next group. Um, but I don't necessarily think he's a, he's a bad player. Um, he just doesn't have the same fantasy skill set or fantasy stat set that these other top four guys have. Um, he's going to be a great shooter. He can score really well, and he's an awesome rebounder as well. He just doesn't have the, the same kind of assists, steals, blocks, qualities as those other guys above him do have, and those are super valuable in fantasy. They're kind of the, the stats that are hard to um, hard to draft for because they're not unique, but they're just less common among players. So that's why I've got him at number five. Um, not really a knock on him. He's just his fantasy stat set. His, his fantasy um, game isn't built for what his stat set, I think, can bring. Um, but I, I like him in, in Charlotte. I think he's going to work well there. Um, the fit is obviously awesome. Um, but yeah, just a little bit lower on him than those other five guys. Um, let's see. Yeah, number one was Dick. Number two, Armin. Number three, Scoot. Number four, Osar. And number five, Brandon Miller. Um, and num- number six, I've got here, Jarris Walker. Now, Jarris is one of my favorites, I guess, of the draft. I really liked him. Um, I think his landing spot makes things a little bit difficult just with the acquisitions that the Pacers have made. Um, he's kind of... He's competing now with, I think, a few guys who are in their third or second year. I think Obi's in third or... Yeah. Anyway, he's competing with a few guys now, and it wasn't quite as open for him to walk into that sign of that kind of starting role as what it once was. Do I see him being impactful first year? Yes, I do. I just don't think it's that same extent. Still massive opportunity long-term. Um, can pass the ball decently. Great steals, great blocks. Um, okay scorer. Good rebounder. Once again, a, a good, solid fantasy um, base. I think those assists are always something that you like to see from your bigger men, and he can kind of pass the ball. Um, and yeah, I guess that's the one thing that's elevating him over the next guy I've got here at number seven, which is Taylor Hendricks. Um, I guess a, a bit of comparison between the two. Jarris Walker, probably less of a scorer, a little bit better defensively, and can pass the ball. Taylor Hendricks, um, great shooter, good blocks, um, but won't really get you that that assist um, stat that you that you kind of want from from players unless you're punting it. If you are punting assists, I'd probably have Taylor Hendricks um, over Jarris Walker. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's pretty tight. Happy with either of those guys. I just like Taylor. Uh, sorry, I just like Jarris Walker a little bit more just for his ability to pass the ball. Um, but Taylor Hendricks is definitely a great option if you want someone who's a bit more scoring inclined and you don't really need the assists. Uh, next up, number eight here, I've got Derek Lively. Um, by the sounds of it, Dallas are kind of opening up their roster for him to potentially start the season, which would be awesome for his value. Um, he's your, your prototypical big man who um, shoots poorly, doesn't score that well, but can sh- um, finish plays, I guess. Um, yeah, awesome field goal percentage just from his low f- uh, field, goal, field goal attempts numbers um, and just He'll be around the rim, finishing plays, 
um, potentially some um, and ones in there, um, some alleys. Um, and he's he's in the team for his defense though, so his steals and especially blocks are what you are looking at when you draft him. So he's like a specialist blocks uh, guy who can get decent rebounds, okay steals, and a good solid field goal percentage. Um, yeah, probably not too much more to say on Derek Lively. Kind of what you see is what you get with him. Um, I don't know how much more to his game he's going to be bringing out in Dallas. It's pretty, um, rather pretty professional, I guess, down there where maybe they kind of cut his minutes short on a few, few, on a few nights here and there just so they can kind of teach him, hey, this is the defense we need to play. Yeah, so great that I see that he's potentially going to be starting, um, but yeah, he's not really a high upside sort of player. I think he's just a classic defense specialist that can get a good field goal percentage. Um, next up, I have Cam Whitmore from the Rockets as well. Um, so it was an interesting one on draft night, him sliding so far. I still think the talent is there. I am concerned that he fell so far, but I, I think you still take him this high because if he does work out, then it could be a steal. Um, and if it doesn't work out, I think the guys below him are probably a tier away from what he can bring. I just think with his um, offensive upside, he can do a lot. Um, he is a black hole in terms of his assists. He's not going to pass. And he isn't a great defender either. Um, won't get you many blocks. But, uh, yeah, I just think with his skill set in terms of his scoring and his moves and what he can do, I have him a tier above the guys below him. But because of his concerns with why he dropped so far, um, I just can't have him as high as what he was pre-draft, um, which was like between, like honestly, between three and six or seven. It was where I was sliding in. Um, I just trust Lively a little bit more. In st- I know what he's going to do, and I can bank on that. Um, same with Jarris Walker and Teller Hendricks. I kind of can bank on what those guys are going to bring. Cam Whitmore, I'm less sure how his body's going to hold up. And because he was picked so late, there is sort of a, a lower value place on that sort of a player, um, just from his draft capital, really. Um and the Rockets are a little bit, they're a little bit full of all these young guys, and I don't know how they can all see minutes at the same time. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, but yeah, I do, I do think he's going to be a, a strong prospect long term. But there are question marks about him um, and just why he fell so far, and and what the kind of underlying issue is, and quite, uh, and the seriousness seriousness of that as well. Um, next up, I've got Anthony Black um, from the Magic. So there is a log jam at the Magic in terms of that backcourt position. I don't know the pecking order. I don't think anyone really does besides people inside the Magic organization. Um, but I like I like the game that he plays. I like what he brings. I think there's always room for high IQ players that can pass the ball quite well um, and are really good defenders. I don't always think there's room for those guys 
if they can't shoot. Um, it kind of just messes a little bit with the spacing of some other players on the team. Um, I, yeah, I, I like the player. I just, just don't know with his shooting how much court time he's going to see early on. Um, long term, I think he's going to be okay. I've got him below Cam Whitmore just because of Cam Whitmore's upside and his potential. But Anthony Black could easily be the better player. Um, he could. I could see Anthony Black being better than Lively as well, just because he can do a little bit more. He can't necessarily shoot, but he can definitely pass the ball and should see the ball in his hands a lot more often. Um, it's just a bit pat at the moment in Magic, and I don't know exactly how many minutes anyone's going to get, so I am a little bit sheepish on taking him. Um, but long term, I think he's a definitely a, a great player. Um, with I think he's got a bright future, to be honest. He high few players can go far in this league. Uh, next up, we've got Kaysen Wallace from my favourite team, OKC, at 11. Um, I was shocked when OKC took him, but it kind of makes sense when you think about it. He is a better shooting Lou Dort, and if OKC want to at, ever, at some point ever want to move off of Lou Dort's contract um, and move him somewhere else, they've got Kaysen Wallace in the wings waiting to kind of replace that um, point of point of defense uh, player um, who's a real disruptor and has active hands will get you a lot of steals um, gets you decent blocks as well can pass the ball okay and is a is a decent ish shooter uh, without being too spectacular um, I don't know how much opportunity he's going to get first year obviously with Blue Dort still on the team and Shay and Giddy um, all getting a lot of the ball in their hands. I just don't know how much he can do. Um, but I am excited to see kind of how they use him and, and what his career turns out like. Um, I, yeah, I like him as a player. I kind of always like guys who can pass the ball well, and he does it decently. And he's also from Kentucky, so there's always that question mark of, okay, this guy came from Kentucky. Can he... Um, change almost to a 180 and be not the opposite but like a much better version of themselves once they're out of Kentucky. Kentucky's like famous for um muting or um I guess lowering the value of guys kind of making them seem a bit worse than they are not letting them truly shine in that system um so there is an opportunity for him to really unlock himself and unlock his game a lot more once he's out of the system playing for OKC because he's probably one of the better places for him to to develop under some great guys that we've already got. So that's why I've got him at number 11. Um, at number 12, I have Bilal Koulibaly from the Washington Wizards. Now, I, I'm not a huge fan of Bilal Koulibaly, to be honest. I'm not Nothing personal against him, obviously. I, don't have, I have no idea what he's like as a person. Um, he's just that kind of wing that is okay. At, at scoring efficiently and he's a decent defender but he doesn't really get too many assists and I, Washington kind of has a lot going on now there's once again a sort of in the in the realm of they might be able to make the play in um, they've got Jordan Poole there now I just I don't know there's, there's a few guys competing for that wing spot and I don't know if he starts potentially he does but then I don't know how efficient he's going to be. 
Um, yeah, I'd, I, I'm not hugely high on Bilal Koulibaly at, at 12. Um, he, he showed a fair bit in Summer League, though, so there is something to him. I think he can be um, a solid player. I just don't truly believe in him long-term, I don't think. And that's, yeah, that's good. nothing against him personally, but, yeah, just not quite high enough um, in terms of a passer. For me, I like to see that from a lot of my guys. Um, and yeah, it's just not quite it for me. Uh, at number 13, someone who I conversely really like, but can really only do a couple of things at the moment, and that is Grady Dick. So Grady Dick's an awesome shooter. Um, playing at the Rappers this year, there were talks of him getting traded and moved around, but I am happy that he's staying there. I think I think they could really use a another shooter coming off, probably coming off the bench, almost definitely coming off the bench. Um, like I've mentioned, awesome at threes, good free throw percentage, um, can score decently, sneaky good steals, and okay rebounder, and just not a bit, I don't know, meh for assists, I guess. He's not bad, but he's not great at them either. Um, I can see him being quite a useful player to have in your team just with his um, shooting numbers, and he should get decent minutes. Um, and I guess long-term, there is a little bit for him to unlock with his assists. Um, the difference between him and Bilal Koulibaly, I'd, I think Bilal should get a little bit more opportunity in Washington than what Grady Dick's going to get. I also think Bilal can do a little bit more than Grady Dick in, in terms of he's not just a... A spot-up shooter. Now, I'm not saying Grady Dick is only a spot-up shooter. He definitely has some ability to cut. Um, but I think Bilal Koulibaly's cutting ability is a lot better than, than Grady Dick's. And kind of um, that will help him a lot more as a, a rookie cutting to the right spot and getting some easy buckets. Uh, next one here, we've got a bit of a riser through the um, Summer League. And that was Keontae George. Um, yeah, Keontae George really had a exostellar performance in a few of his games. I I didn't want to move him up too high from where I had him, uh, and I think the 14 behind Benedict seems like the right spot. There's a lot, I guess, of competition for the guard spot in in Utah. Um, I think he's going to find it hard to get minutes there. But I think he really can play. Um, really excellent combo guard. Can shoot. Can score. Um, and can pass the ball decently as well. Maybe not so strong on the block side. Um, but for a guard that's kind of okay. Um, but yeah, showed a lot. And I think he's got a bright upside. So, I mean, if you can, even if he's... What's that? Pick 14. Great Dick's okay. There's upside below Koulibaly. Um... And then even there's the next few guys. There's upside to be had with these later picks in the draft or these team picks in the draft. So definitely don't feel like if you don't have a pick in the top six or seven that your pick's worth nothing because there are some guys in here that always pop off. There's always guys that no one really expects to um, go so well. And these are kind of the guys that can make a, a huge impact where maybe you've just won the league and you have pick. I don't know, 12 or 13 or something. 
you can pick the diamond in the rough and really have an impactful player. And Keontae George kind of fits the tier there where he's someone that wasn't highly expected to be an awesome player in his first season. Um, but if he keeps putting up numbers, I don't see why he can't really push his way to get more minutes. Um, and yeah, maybe he's the next Mitchell. Who knows? But yeah, he's got that sort of a, a game about him anyway. Up next, number 15 from Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Leonard Miller, who actually went pick 33 overall. He he is in a backlog, I'll say that. It's going to be hard for him to find minutes, but I am a huge believer, and a lot of people are a huge believer in, in his potential. Um, 15 may be too low, to be honest, but... You have to kind of draft guys a little bit for their their draft equity. Um, He was taken a lot later, which means teams are going to have, one, less patience for him, and two, he's going to see less opportunity. It's going to take him longer to get there. But long-term, and this is what Dynasty is all about, long-term, Leonard Miller, I see a a bright future for him. Um, Can score the ball, can shoot it okay, great rebounder, um, okay defender um, will get you some, some steals and okay blocks but yeah long term I just really strong believer in Leonard Miller um, and just watching him in G League he he just looked a step above what he was playing against um, played with, with Scoot so I guess a little bit of the limelight comes away from him and goes towards Scoot um, but yeah I like Leonard Miller and Honestly, he may be the sort of player that you you trade to get um, if you're kind of in this sort of area because the upside swing is, is definitely worth it for a player like him. And he's in that level um, where it wouldn't take too much to kind of get him on your team, I don't think. And this may be the lowest he'll ever be valued outside maybe the first few weeks of the season where he isn't getting any or many minutes. I might wrap it up there. 15 picks. Um, I don't want to go through everyone. Um, and I feel comfortable there ending on Miller because he... Um, because I really like him, to be honest. Um, I'm not as hot on some of the guys below him. Kobe Bufkin, Jordan Hawkins, Jet Howard, Chris Murray. I don't mind Chris Murray. kind of opening up a little bit for him in Portland, potentially now. Um, but yeah, I guess Leonard Miller, I feel like he's a cut above those guys, uh, at least with his upside anyway. Whether that's fully realized in Minnesota or not is another story. Um, in terms of my own draft or the draft from my main league, my home league, um, we are having that tomorrow, actually. Um, in terms of what picks I've got, I've done a few moves in these last couple of seasons to try and get as many picks as I can in this draft. Um, originally, I had three or four, um, and that has come down to three now yeah at four now it's come down to three um where i've kind of consolidated a few picks i've got picks six seven and 18 now um i would love to consolidate more six and seven and try and move up to four three or four if i can but i'd love an Armin or an all-star twin um it's funny the the guy who has picks one and two um didn't finish bottom Funnily enough, to finish second to bottom, and the guy who did finish bottom, he would have had Wembenyama traded him away. So, 
don't trade your pick, guys, if you think you're going to finish bottom because it could mean missing out on Victor Wembanyama. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I know it's been a while. Um, it's a bit hard for the moment to dedicate a whole heap of time to doing a podcast regularly. I know I said I would get more regular, but turns out that means I'm going to get less regular. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time, whenever that is. Probably talking about the new draft class and how the the new or well, the most recent class is is going. <laughs>